Welcome inside the Team CBK Locker Room, a podcast to bring you our best bets from the weekend's football action. Hello, Wrighty here again with another Inside the Team CBK Locker Room podcast. And uh, once again, it's my great pleasure to uh, say that I've been joined by the legendary Jerry Taylor. Hi, Jerry. Hi, Wrighty. Can you hear me? I can hear you well, yeah. You all right? Everything okay your end? Yeah, just a few gremlins there getting on, but all good, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, not good at all. How's, how's the rest of your week been treating you? Enjoying the Punchestown Festival? Yeah, I've been dipping in and out of it, you know, so yeah, the two or three two or three bets, a couple of winners, so can't yeah. grumble there. I had a winner there, classical dream at one uh, on the bridal, so yeah, just oh, maybe dipping nice. in having one bet each day does for me, you know. Absolutely. Well, I had noticed you had a couple of winners, so you, you picked up another one today, have you? Yeah, classical dream one easy enough there, the stairs hurdle, you know, it was, you could tell it was going well all the way around, so yeah, all good, happy days. Beautiful stuff. You're in good form, so uh, we'll see if that continues uh, with what you've got for us later on today. So back back to the football, and uh, we're just going to have a quick cast our eye over the last seven days of action. It's been another busy week. It's been been busy. It seems it's been busy for months now, but uh, another week of uh, Europe um, Champions League action. So uh, Tuesday saw Real Madrid and Chelsea draw one one. Uh, Wednesday, a big win for Man City, two one in Paris. Did you catch any of the action, Jerry? Yeah, yeah, it's looking good for an English final or two, isn't it? And <laughs> the big competitions, yeah. It is, yeah, yeah. That's, um, looking at the odds, that's that's what the, the bookmakers have it. Um, Man City are now one point six seven to win outright, win the win the Champions League outright. Chelsea second favourites at four point three three. Real Madrid. Out to six point zero and PSG eleven point zero. Any surprises in there? No, I mean it's Man City are strong favourites now, aren't they? Chelsea, I mean the last time out Chelsea played Man City, so that must give them confidence. Actually, had a little wager on Chelsea for the Champions League when they beat Man City that day at forty one. Price hasn't come in much. I thought it had to come in a wee bit shorter based on, um, but I suppose they've still got Real Madrid to take care of, very So yeah, yeah it's all uh, tight, isn't it? Ah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, the, the second legs will be good. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, I don't know if you caught the game last night, but probably a, a stereotypical game of two halves. I think really Paris Saint Germain looked looked the better side. I think for most of the first half, if not all of it. Um, and then City got back into it, didn't they? And 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 the Paris just lost the plot. It's <laughs> the only way to put it. They they just yeah just, uh, yeah let, lost their heads totally. And obviously Gay was sent off. And um, Neymar, a little bit of a kick out, is rolling around a bit. And I think they were probably quite lucky to get away with a 2-1 loss, go to Manchester and see if they can pull it back, which obviously they've got the players to be able to do that with with Neymar and Mbappe and uh, Verratti in there as well. Plus, obviously, you know, they've got a whole host of decent decent players. So uh, be interesting to see what comes of that. But I think Real Madrid out there at 6.0 still working and, you know, 1-1. I think that obviously they're well in it. They can they can go to um they can go to Stamford Bridge and, and, and nick a win there. Um so it'd be interesting to see. But yeah, you can't be touching City at one point six seven when they've still got to get past Paris, Paris Saint Germain and then uh, either Chelsea or Madrid. And you rightly say Chelsea have already got one over from very recently in a big game. So um yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I, I, I like your bet what you've placed there. I think you're um, you're sitting with some decent cards in your hand. I think uh, Pep maybe a wee bit frustrated last night because the way it planned out in the second half, I think he would have he would have liked another goal. You know, you potentially mm. they, they should have got another goal there just to probably put the tie away. But yeah, you would fancy them at home certainly to take it take care of PSG now. But as you Chelsea, as you say, Chelsea have got a wee bit of work to do. Real Madrid are nobody's mug, so that'll be a, a cracking second leg that one at the bridge. Nah. No, that's right. Uh, Madrid haven't been beaten now since January, last day of January, I don't think, and they're on a good run of form. Obviously, their competition that they know very well and have won it uh, more than anyone else. So, um, absolutely, so sets it up very nicely for some some cracking games next week. So, looking forward to them already. Excellent. Yep. And obviously, we're recording this before the Euro the Europa League games. Um, which are um, happening tonight. So we've got um, Man United versus Roma. Man United warm favourites for that one at 1.59. Roma at 6.6, the draw at 4.5. And then uh, they certainly make the other 
tie a lot closer. Villarreal 2.7, Arsenal at 2.95 and the draw at 3.4. See um, anything you've, you fancy tonight? Have you, have you got on anything for the Europa League ones tonight, mate? Yeah, I've placed one bet. I mean, I think Man United will take care of Rome over the two legs. Uh, I quite fancy Man U strongly to be in the final. Yeah. Um, the only bet I've placed over the two matches, I've did um, Marino for um, Villarreal to get a brace, <laughs> to get two goals. Um, nine to one, that is. So I've yeah. had a little small small wager on that one, so just as an interest. But I think the, the Villarreal-Arsenal match over the two legs, I can see there have been goals in both of the games, uh, both of the legs, rather. Yeah. Um, Man United tonight, a 3-0 or a 3-1 wouldn't surprise me in, in the favour of Man United. I think they'll have too much for Roma. What about yourself, Righty? I'm with you, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm exactly the same as far as I'm, I'm Moreno. He's the one that caught my eye. I expect him to get on the score sheet tonight. Uh, and yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't put it past him getting a brace as well. So uh, we're on the same page there. And with you as well, expect Man United to justify those odds and, and take care of Roma. And I think they would definitely like to get it pretty much done and dusted tonight. Uh, and it's well within their scope. But uh, I did have a quick check to see what the odds on a Man United Villarreal final are. They're not that great. To be honest, it's 2.88 um, for that to happen, uh, which I, I fancy. I kind of fancy I can see that happening, uh, that final. And uh, I looked through the odds and we've got Man United at 2.1 favourites to win it. Arsenal at 4.0, Villarreal 5.25 and Roma at 7.5. Um, not too much to get excited about there. So I think I'm with you that, that I would expect United to, um, to to actually end up winning it. Yeah, definitely. They, they look strong favourites, don't they? The two Manchester teams are looking strong favourites for uh, both competitions. But Villarreal will probably have something to say about that. But Villarreal, Arsenal is a tight one to call over the two legs. I see Arsenal have yeah. got a few players back. I think Kieran Tierney might be involved this evening. Is that right? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently so, yeah. And I, I, have, I haven't really analysed all the results, but just just watching Arsenal games, I don't know if I'm, I'm right or wrong with us, but every time Kieran Tierney's getting a run in their team, they seem to be going well. And then when he's out injured, you know, I'd, I'd love to see what the results are with and without Tierney. There must be a big difference in, you know, the, the points they're gathering, I think, you know. Yeah, I haven't got that information to hand, but I think you're right. From My my yeah. instinct on that is they do seem to be a lot better with him, more balanced with him in the side. Um, and, and looking stronger down that left-hand side with him with him playing down there. So, uh, absolutely, if he's back, it'll be a big boost for him. And if they can keep him fit, it'll be a big boost for him as, as well. But, um, no, I think um, I'm with you on, on the on the Moreno bet, as, as I said. I think that's the one to, uh, to look at tonight. I, I fancy him to get some chances tonight and, uh, and score. He's not scored for a couple of games, has he? So, um, he was on if a you look, if you If you look at his record, right, the... Um... In that competition over the preceding seasons, and as you see, apart from the last couple of league games, I think it was he's, he's scoring for fun. He's scoring really regularly yeah. in Europe or domestically. So you would think yeah. he'll go on the score sheet. So a couple of goals, isn't he? Out of the question. Absolutely, six in six starts in the Europa, Europa League this season. Uh, nine appearances in total, um, but say six and six starts. Twenty in the league for Villarreal. When you consider he's not not obviously one of, in one of the big gun sides there. 20 goals in 27 starts is a is an, it's an impressive bit of work for the season and obviously still a few games left to go. Um, but uh, yeah, I think uh, he will get chances and I would be very surprised if he didn't get on the score sheet tonight. So I am with you on that one. So I hope, sorry Arsenal fans, but I hope to see him score, <laughs> score uh, at least a couple of times tonight. That'd be very nice indeed. But the time, but the time this podcast goes out, well, either I've been, you know, spectacularly correct or you know wrong. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, we've got the edit function. That's fine. We'll try if it, you know, we'll get it out afterwards, and uh, we we'll well, cut this bit out. We'll, we'll skip the open. I was going to touch on that, as a couple of people may know, where there was a wee technical glitch with a slight part of the podcast last week. I'm hoping this week, you know, there's a wee technical glitch when you go over to cover my my <laughs> wagers and bets from last week. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Uh, we'll gloss over it. <laughs> well, talk, talking to Scotland, we're going to we'll have a look at the Scottish. Obviously, this Scottish FA Cup quarterfinals last weekend. Um, so I'm not sure you want to go into in too much detail either. This might be another another time for a little bit of a technical uh, blunder. But um, mate, you mentioned it being a tight, um, say a tight lot of games last weekend, and how tough it was to try and pick out some yeah. some results. And you couldn't have been more right as far as the Scottish FA Cup was concerned. Of the four games, three ended up going to penalties. 
yeah, there was there was a cigarette paper between the teams and, and most of the games. The only team I mean the eye the most eye catching performance was obviously Dundee United who kind of turned yeah, unfortunately the unfortunately so. <laughs> turned the tables on Aberdeen. Aberdeen didn't didn't turn up and Dundee United, you know, bullied them, really done a job. I mean, if Dundee United play repeat that performance, they'd be serious runners for this yeah. win this competition, but it's whether they can produce it next time out in the semi final, you know. That's right, yeah. So 3-0 ended up winning against Aberdeen. So the only result to get settled in 90 minutes. Um, the other results, we had Hibs 2, Motherwell 2, Hibs on penalties. Yep. Rangers 0, St Johnston 0, 1-1 after extra time, but then St Johnston threw on pens. Did you see the last few minutes of the extra time at all, right? Did you catch it? I didn't, but I, I saw that the Rangers took the lead on 117, didn't they? So three minutes yeah. from time. And then two minutes into injury time, St. Johnson popped up with an equaliser. St. Johnson send the goalkeeper up and the goalkeeper... For everybody watching the game... I, I did it looks see as that, yeah. It looks as if the St. Johnson keeper's scoring. He, he heads it from yeah. the corner. I mean, have you ever seen a goalkeeper go up for a corner, right? And nobody... They actually just all left him. Nobody yeah. actually yeah. picked him up and... The Rangers goalkeeper could have took four or five paces forward and just punched <laughs> the ball away, but they all stood yeah. glued to the spot and they get the header and then one of his teammates just glanced it in. So, yeah, it was quite a quite, yeah. quite a scene, you know, for the St. Johnson squad when they, they equalised, but obviously that gave them the confidence going into the penalties and they managed to do the business. So Yeah, sorry, mate. Uh, it totally escaped my mind that I saw the goal. I didn't see the rest of the game. I didn't see, like, to, um, Taverner's goal or anything like that, but I remember, yeah, I yeah. saw the corner come in. Yeah, uh, it kind of went viral, didn't it? it. Oh, yeah, he's just sat, sat on the six-yard line, hasn't he? And, and as you sure. say, normally the girl, the keeper's up, and normally they don't get anywhere near it, do they? They just go in and like, run into someone. But it, exactly. it's landed on his head, six yards out, free header, unbelievable, decent collection, and then it's kind of bounced in off his off, off his teammate, isn't it? And uh, I say it looked like he'd, he'd scored initially. Crowd went wild. Well, the, the, <laughs> the bench did anyway. <laughs> the, I mean, the Saints, they deserved that because that was two games in a row. They'd served up to Rangers better than most teams, you know. They'd, they'd got drawn the league a few days earlier and then obviously... I mean, Xander yeah. Clark, the goalkeeper, had made a few, three or four good saves throughout the match. So they'd kind of earned a wee bit of luck. And um, yeah. they obviously, they, they weren't sort of scared going to Ibrox. They, they stood up and were in Rangers' faces. So good on them. Yeah. They've had a good Not... season, St. Johnson. Yeah, good stuff. They won the, won the League Cup, I'm right in thinking. Aye, they've, they've already got the League Cup in their trophy room. So that'll yeah. be, you know, you can say any any team facing them at Hamden Island in the semi final or the, the final of their work cut out because St. Johnson have already seen it, done it, you know? Yeah. Hi to Greg Brown, and if the hangover is you know, cleared up by now, it might not have done. I think he's uh, he's, he's having a great season. I have done some time of it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the final one was Kilmarnock. Oh, sorry, Kilmarnock two, St Mirren two. <laughs> after ninety minutes, three three after extra time, and then then out on pens. Aye, I mean, the, the funny thing is, Kilmarnock actually, in my opinion, they kind of shaded it, but the, the problem Kilmarnock had was we didn't have really have a goalkeeper. Um, we've got goalkeeper issues for a while now, so the couple that have got, we've got at the club now aren't really good enough for, for the Premier League, so um, he chucked one in the net, that was St Mirren's first goal, and then he came out and sort of brought somebody down for a penalty late on in the, the tie, so... Yeah, but apart from that, Kilmarnock could have put St Mirren away when it was 2-1 to kill. He missed a couple of chances. The goalie yeah. tipped one over the bar for St Mirren and we'd one sort of cleared off the line. So we had chances yeah. to get in the semi-final. But as I say, when you've got, a, you've got a weakness in goal, you're not going to do anything in a cup competition ultimately. So Exactly. He never looked like saving a penalty either. But yeah. good luck to St Mirren. But to be honest with you, St Mirren's only one of the semi-finalists that I couldn't really fancy for this, you know, just based on Kilmarnock really should have put them away and that's a, a kind of, well, Lafferty been out pre-match, that was a big boost to St Mirren yeah. and, you know, the goalkeeper shenanigans for Kelly as well, St Mirren yeah. you know, Kilmarnock actually should have you know, had enough to knock out St Mirren, but hey-ho um, yeah. but, you know, I've already had a wee anti-post um, when, when Hibs went 2-0 up in the, the match against Motherwell um, Victor had left the odds up at 91 outright, so a little each way at 91 on Hibs. Um, so that's looking good with him being 2 1 at the moment. Yeah, yeah, very nice indeed. Yeah, I was going to go on to the odds as well, but obviously, Big Kyle was a, a miss for you, unfortunately, there. Um, but there we go. Unfortunately, these things happen. So, yeah, looking at the semi final lineup, you've got St. Mirren versus St. Johnston, Dundee United versus Hibernian, 
And you're right in saying Hibs are the 3.0, two to one favourites. Very tightly grouped, isn't it? The betting. St Johnston 3.75, Dundee United at 5.0, and then the outsiders St Mirren at 5.5. You're already on Hibs at nine, so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I might have a little saver on uh, maybe Dundee United, uh, just to lock in a profit, some, a little something on Dundee United and St. Johnson, but I would leave St. Mirren well alone. I, I can't see them doing it. Um, definitely, yeah. they, I mean, they, league position-wise, they're probably, you know, the weakest team that's left in it. Dundee United obviously have got that performance to, to take against Aberdeen if they can carry that forward. Yeah. St. Johnson have obviously got the confidence we haven't already done it at Hamden. Hibs, question, although Hibs are such a short price, the question mark with Hibs is they've kind of had stage fright twice at Hamden already this season. Once against Hearts, their local rivals in the semi-final, the, the, the delayed Scottish Cup semi-final from last season. And yeah. uh, they dominated St. Johnson in the semi-final at the last cup competition, the League Cup, but they, they lost out St. Johnson sort of got the goals against them in the second half. So Hibs have kind of had stage fright a couple of times now. So whilst they're the third best team in the country, Hibs, and, you know, their price, you know, they deserve to be favourites for this. 2-1 to yeah. maybe is a wee bit sh on the short side, right? But St. Johnson, Dundee United have got every chance as well. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, definitely. Good stuff. Yeah, so it's very tight. So we'll see what pans out. But you're, again, you're sitting with a nice hand uh, at the moment with uh, with your bet on, on Hibs at a, a nice price. So good stuff. Okay, well, well you mentioned it. We'll, we'll quickly talk about last week's bets that we, we put forward. It was a, it was a tough uh, week. It felt like it going into it. And then I think we proved it, really. Um, we previewed a couple of games. Uh, Sheffield United versus Brighton. A little bit of a surprise result there. Yeah, it was a, a big surprise. Watched that one and... Um, yeah. Brighton were chasing their tail. Sheffield United started really well and they held on to what they had, didn't they? They were yeah. kind, kind of deserved to, you know, they, they, dug it, they dug in and, you know, probably deserved something out of the game, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, no surprise, however, 20 plus booking points came in. So that, at least that was my that was my, my, my open goal that you gave me last week. I, I took advantage of that and they didn't let me down. Three yellow cards to nil. So whichever route you took on that one, either the 20 plus booking points or the um, to get most booking points, as I mentioned, uh, both of them came in both around even money. So uh, happy days. It's been a it's been a constant <laughs> stream of cash on that bet so far this that was, season. So. That was that was easy pickings for you, Rita, wasn't it? I owe, I owe you a beer, mate. That's for certain. You, <laughs> you, did, did, <laughs> you did me a favour there. Again. <laughs> <laughs> I know, thanks. Um, and then, then the uh, Carabao Cup final, Man City versus Spurs. The only thing we picked up from that was was the void when I had the, the minus one Asian handicap, but a bit of a turgid affair. Yeah, Spurs. It was... I mean, Spurs for being a reasonably top team in the league, it really it was like a top team against a, a Minos, you know, the Minos, yeah. wasn't it? It was like Spurs literally, despite even, I don't think Kane must have looked at about 75% fit. Would you agree there, righty? Yeah, uh, we talked last week, didn't we? That would they rush yeah. him back in? Would they, if he had, you know, if he could stand on the leg, would he, would he play? And uh, that seems to be what they did. They, they said, well, like I say, 75% fit Harry Kane is, is better than no Harry Kane at all. We've seen it with teams in the past when you're overly reliant on that one player. Uh, I know they've got others that contribute around him, but he is such a massive part of our team that you kind of force it and, and you just think, well, you know, is it fair that he's, he's there and he's, he's not able to, to showcase himself to his best? And uh, yeah, and it came out there. Didn't he? I don't, he didn't have a shot, shot at all, did he? And when was the last time Harry Kane didn't have a shot in a game? Uh, which I think proved is one one the dominance of Man City in the game, and it was a matter of time. And two, the fact that he he wasn't anywhere near fit, uh, or certainly match fit. So, yeah, never mind. Spurs, that a... Spurs basically couldn't get over the halfway line. It was quite <laughs> embarrassing, actually. The you know it really looked a big yeah. gulf between those those two sides at the moment, and that's with with Spurs having some good you know attacking options, but uh, just showed you the the, the gulf there, the, the the level between them. Yeah, massive, isn't it? Massive. Yeah. So there we go. But um, never mind. Um, it was tough to pick a win, uh, get a win out of that. As you say, you did the, the right thing, I think. You went for the double chance, didn't you, and to, to get a bit of value. And it looked like for a long time that they were probably going to hang on until at least get to extra time and, and, and get the win for you. But um, we sort of fell in between it in the end. And uh, yeah, it was, it was it was hard getting getting anything decent out of that, I suppose. But there we it's go. Never mind. 
the funny thing was Man City were were sensational in the first half and couldn't score. They probably <laughs> dropped the level. They weren't as good in the second half, but they did get the goals. But later on, yeah. wasn't it 60, 70 minutes? Wasn't yeah, it? it was very late, wasn't it? Yeah, it's very yeah, late. yeah. So yeah, uh, best bets we obviously covered already. Um, the Aberdeen upset, one of those things um, didn't go to plan, but never mind. There we go. Um, and the other one, my best bet was Rotherham again with the booking points, 20 plus booking points against Barnsley. And we talked it as a, a relegation battle against the side looking to cement their place in the playoffs. Um, and a Yorkshire derby to boot. It looked like it had, had cards in it. And, uh, and there was five in the end and three for Rotherham, two for Barnsley. So again, the 20 points came in pretty easy and, and Rotherham most booking points came in for those that decided to play that route. So happy with that. That was all very good. You see me that. pick up. You see me pick up some, some nice bets for the twenty. But the book, the bookmakers are giving you some nice, decent prices on that kind of bet regularly in games, aren't they? Yeah, you see, you see you, I might come on to one a little bit later. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's 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 good. You get on early. You can you can get a little bit of value. Look, I'll be honest. My technique really around it is as you've worked out. There's a, there's some clubs that are very um, reliable on that one, and also referees that I don't mind giving them out. And as you say, this time of the season is probably a little bit harder because you've got to pick those games that have got something in it, and you need both sides to be uh, to, to be um, up for it, and 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 you know both of them competing. So uh, yeah, yeah. that one obviously looked like it had all the makings of it, and um, yeah, so it so it came to be. But we'll see what we can do over the next few weeks. See if it continues. But, um, OK, so maybe we'll go on to this week's two preview games. Um, and you've picked out one of historically massive clashes in England, uh, arguably the biggest one in, in the English game. And that's, of course, Manchester United versus Liverpool at Old Trafford. Uh, Sunday, 4.30 kickoff. Obviously, Man United have got their Europa League game to take care of first against Roma. Um, but the odds as they stand at the moment, and I'm surprised, I must say, you've got Manchester United best odds of 3.0. The draw is at 3.6 and Liverpool were jolly old favourites at 2.48. What do you make of that, mate? I mean, I've not done the, the win markets here, but, you know, when you're, you're rhyming off those odds, right, the Liverpool on all known current form or recent form this year mm. are a bit short at those odds, aren't they? But yeah, yeah, too short for me, that's for certain. Aye. Definitely, on all, 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 all known recent form, that's that's too short for them, most certainly. Um, yeah. I'm going what, to why do you think the bookies have got them set up as, as favourites? And as I say, uh, uh, odds around about like six to four, just to be shorter, but certainly favourites. Yeah, yeah. I've went into the bet, bet builder market for this one, right? Um, just looking at Man United's home games over the last a couple of years, two and a half years against all the top teams. <laughs> the score lines are sort of as follows: nil uh, nil against Chelsea, nil one Arsenal, nil nil Man City, two nil Man City. The one outlier here is one six against Spurs, <laughs> then a two one against Spurs, one each against Liverpool, one each against Arsenal, one nil against Leicester, one nil against Leicester, four nil against Chelsea, uh, one each against Chelsea, and a nil nil against Liverpool. So. <laughs> Over the last two and a half years out of those 12 games, there's only two of them really going above um, four goals or above. The Spurs yeah. 1-6 and a 4-0 against Chelsea. So I know they've had an FA Cup game with a few goals in it in the last couple of months, Man you and Liverpool, mm -hmm. but I'm kind of looking to go under four goals here, right? Uh, Michael Oliver's doing the game. Yeah. I think he's a sort of two or three yellow cards type of guy. Um, I'm looking at under five cards. So under five cards and under four goals, you're getting 0 0.9, um, 9 to 10, slight odds on, um, on the Bet365 Bet Builder. So I don't expect a classic year. Expect it to be a wee bit cagey, a wee bit tight. Man, you are going to come into this after the Europa League exertions on uh, this evening, Thursday evening. So um, yeah, not expecting loads of goals. I know that we got it in the last match with them in the FA Cup. So if it starts a wee bit cagey, a wee bit tight, it's a lot of Man U home games do against these top clubs over the last couple of years. I don't see there being a barrel load of goals and I don't see the cards going crazy either. I think it should be just a kind of run of the mill sort of yeah. cards for Michael Oliver. That's my school of thought. So 0 0.9 there on the, the bet builder with bet 365 righty. Yeah, 
yeah, no, mate, that's um, you've you've kind of kind of gone over the, exactly the same ground that that I'm. I'll, my notes have said exactly the same thing. To be honest with you, so I've just quickly got to dive onto a odd checker and find out another another bet. You kind of covered <laughs> covered what that's, I was going to. That's good to know. That maybe along the lines of yourself, you, yeah, you were going to yeah. go for. I had, I had two two bets. I always pick two because, like, so we don't talk about what we've picked beforehand, so we don't influence sure. anything, and yeah. uh, we've kind of gone along the same same routes. But um, uh, no, yeah, I, I had exactly the same thing written down. I had the Man United games this season, their home games this season against what you against the top six. You've got, as you've said already, Man City nil nil. You've got Chelsea nil nil. You've got West Ham 1-0. They haven't played Liverpool, obviously, yet, or Leicester at home. Um, throwing Arsenal into the mix, and that was 1-0 to Arsenal. Um, yeah. Away, again, Arsenal was 0-0. Chelsea was 0-0. Man City was 2-0. And, and the only Liverpool was 0-0. And the only two anomalies from that were West Ham, who didn't look like they... I remember watching the game, and West Ham looked like they, they were kind of beaten before they started. They lost 3-1, yeah. and Leicester yeah. was a 2-2. So... Other than that, it seems that Man United kind of go into their shell against the bigger clubs. They seem to not necessarily fear them, but they don't want to lose. And I think they're more intent on keeping it tight. And those results bear <laughs> complete testimony to that, that it's just no real <laughs> amount of goals in it at all. Um, so the, I actually had the bet as a simple one, as under two and a half goals, and you can get even money on that. I've put it forward in Team CBK, the premium group already. Um, I think that price will come down nearer yeah. to kickoff. Um, even money on that, I think. As you say, you could get a, a game which an early goal suddenly changes the game plans, um, and you could get a, a bit of a, you know, say a 3-2 like it was in the FA Cup. But yeah. I don't see that. I think it will be tight. Um, yes, they are. Yeah, yeah, and like I said it was like that in the reverse fixture, which was nil-nil. Both sides were at the top of the table at that point in time, um, which is obviously a lot, of, a lot of water's flooding at the bridge since then. Um, but these big games, and I put big in inverted commas here, but in big games in the EPL, it just seems to be the standard that you get a tight game with a, one or two goals in it if you're lucky, if not a nil-nil. Um, the, last... the lack of the, the lack of a crowd rate is definitely impacting on these top games. There's no doubt about it for the goals. Yeah, agreed. Probably agreed. the probably the cards. I've not analysed the cards in these these games that were rhyming off, but certainly I would imagine the cards and the goals are taking a little bit of hit there. Yeah, they they are down. I think that's the, the stats are showing that they're down. But um, I saw an interesting stat today. I don't know if you've seen it as well about um, the only thing that. So I'm going to change my bet, given that what you've already said. So I'm going to change my bet to, to Man United draw no bet. And you can actually get odds against on that, slight odds against of 2.15 of Unibet for draw. Uh, sorry, not draw no bet. Um, uh, yeah, draw no bet, sorry. Uh, Man United draw no bet, 2.15. I'll, I'll take that as a... As, a, as an option, but I totally agree with you. Um, your bet would be the one that I'd go with. Um, but I saw today the stat about Liverpool from Opta, how many chances they have, big chances, what Opta classify as big chances, what, what should end in a goal. Um, yeah. And they've conceded 23 in their last 16 games and only Southampton and Sheffield United have conceded more, which is a, a horrendous start, stat for effectively half a season's worth of work. The, the, the only two clubs, one's already been relegated <laughs> and the other's in free fall, have conceded more big chances um, than them, um, which yeah. is which is crazy. So yeah, United could get them, could get could get the odd you know uh, sneaker win there. But I'll, I'll put up the double chance. But realistically, I say I've already backed two under two and a half goals, and I like your bet a lot. Uh, so the last four have seen under in this two nil nils, a one one and a two nil. And yeah. four, four of the last nine have been nil-nil, <laughs> which is which is quite scary. And seven out of ten have been under. So it's um, it's got all the makings of a classic, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Sorry for stealing. Sorry for stealing your thunder there, mate. No, mate. As you say, it's great when you're both on the same on the same hymn sheet. So um, like I say, we'll both it. both go down the same one there. So uh, yep. hopefully we'll both be proved correct. <laughs> Yep. So we'll see. But uh, I'll put up, um, like I say, your, your bet I'll put up as the, the main bet that we'll, we'll go with on that. Under four cards, under four goals at 1.9. I like a lot. Under five cards and under, under four. Under five, cards. sorry. Yeah. 
under five yet, but even better. <laughs> yep. Right, cool. Okay, so we'll move on to uh, my pick, which uh, I picked out Everton versus Aston Villa, uh, which Saturday at 5.30. Uh, we've got Everton at 2.06 as the favourites in this one. Villa are 3.95, and we have the draw at 3.75. What are your thoughts on this one, Jerry? Is it only fair that I'll let you go first here? Let's see. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> okay, no worries. At I know what's going to happen here, though. I'll probably have the same bit as you. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Well, I've, I've, I've gone to my well trodden path. So, um, the thing I've noted is like the longer Jack Grealish is out, the more obvious it is how much his side are missing him. Um, and sorry, Villa fans, I think how average they look as a result. Uh, he's now missed 10 games in the Premier League um, and he's of those 10 games, Villa have only won twice, have drawn three and have lost five. And they just seem to lack so much within missing, which I guess is understandable. But the other other guys just do need to step up. Obviously got a very late equaliser um, at the weekend as well. So um, you've got a fancy Everton as a result, but... They've only had two wins inside 90 minutes in 13 home matches this season, which is a crazy stat for a side that are eighth and they're three points off Europa League spot, six off the Champions League qualification spot. Um, the win at Arsenal was their, um, last weekend was their first in six. Um, so for me, again, it's just a case of can I put my faith in Everton, even though 2.06 kind of nearly drew me in because I thought I'd have had them probably a shade of odds on, but the stats don't really back that up. You know, Villa conceded two plus in the last three um, and um, all their last four games have gone over two and a half. But then you look at Everton, they've only scored two plus in one of their last nine and only one of their last five have gone over two and a half. So I'm ruling out the, the win market. I'm ruling out the goals market. So, as I said, I'm going to take my favourite route and I'm going down the cards uh, route again. Um, now, Simon Hooper's the ref. Not the best, but I did have a conversation about him in the week and, and noted that on his day, he can, if he fancies it, he can he can produce. Uh, he's yep. got a 25 um, points per game average, 25 yellows, no red cards in 10 EPL games this season. So, not fantastic, but he has shown four yellows in two of his last three games as well as given four penalties in his last six, if you fancy that kind of side of things. Um, yep. But I can see this being a bit of a battle. I can see both sides kind of having to dig in to try and get a result out of it. I don't think they're either in, in fantastic form and therefore it's going to be a bit of a war of attrition. Um, now, Villa have crossed the 20-plus booking points, as you say, my, my favourite little avenue, um, away from home in 9 of 16 this season, which is the third highest in the league. And also in four of the last five, Everton have got a fairly strong record in drawing yellow cards, which matches Villa's uh, for the season in getting them. So nine out of 16, their opponents have picked up 20 plus. So you're looking at 56%. Now, 20 plus for Villa, um, 20 plus Villa booking points is five to six. Uh, so 1.83. So it's pretty much on the money as far as uh, you know, you're looking at the, the stats and, and the odds are concerned. But I'm going to, Go with it. Um, I'm going to put that as my um, my bet forward for this game that Villa can pick up 20 plus booking points at 1.83. Funny you should mention that when, when I, whenever I dip into the Premier League in England for um, you know bet builders players getting booked, I always like Villa to do Villa games because you've probably half a dozen players: Douglas Louise, Matty Cash, Target, yeah. John McGinn. There's a lot of guys. Grealish yeah. gets involved in things as well when he's fit as well. So yeah. they're a good team to you, you can you can sometimes take two or three of their players alone and a bet builder, can't you? That's right. Yeah. And, uh, I think if Matt Cash is suspended from this, he actually won a bet for me. I had over twenty points in the last game and he got sent off. Then he got two yellows, he got sent off. Um so he's suspended yeah. for this one. With him in it, I think I'd have been a lot more <laughs> because you're yeah. looking at Richarlison on his side, he does like to fly in, and I think he he would have probably would have would have been again, would have been a and he always seems to be quite a good price, doesn't he, Jerry? He seems to be yeah. always seems to be around like four to one, five to one to pick up a card. And I don't quite understand it because he, he, he always looks likely. But um yeah, they are a good team when you say you scour it around and you've named the names there. 
um, you can, yeah, you, that you, you kind of feel that they're always close to a booking. I've hit the I've hit the bar in the post where you know if it's Villa players and then maybe the next game the, the three players that you backed <laughs> in the previous game you know that kind of thing yeah um, I've had a few near misses with them but uh, they certainly had a good team to to pick up about them. Um, yeah. The good news is my I've come into this match at a different betting angle from yourself. Um, okay. What have we got? What we've got is Villa. Um, I've seen both teams to sc score in five of their last six matches. Um, Everton, surprisingly, as you, you highlighted their kind of shoddy home record mm -hmm. this season, surprisingly for a team that's been kind of flying reasonably high. Yeah. Um, Ever Everton at home have only kept two clean sheets out of 16. Yeah. Um, that was against Southampton, who obviously their forms, you know, slipped away <laughs> rapidly this season. And the other one was surprisingly Chelsea. Um, so only two clean sheets out of 16 at home for Everton. But on the plus side, Everton in the last five home league matches they've scored in all five so I'm liking both teams to score in this right I think Villa yeah as you say they're always good for a card or two but I think they're still you know you're raising doubts about their ability maybe to win games minus Grealish but mm -hmm. they're certainly good for a goal I think I think Villa's still good for a goal so both yeah. teams to score with Sport Nation is 5-6 to 1.83 um, I think that's a fair enough bet I can see it as you say being a kind of itchy peachy game where both teams get stuck in but Hopefully both both teams will be able to bag a goal at least in, in this match. So I like the both teams to score angle on this based on both their records this season. Yeah, yeah, they've got some good guys going forward, so they just need to step up. And you you know you look at the likes of Watkins who's done well, and Torre out there as well. You've got McGinn's always good for a, a shot and a goal, and um, Barkley as well has just come back, hasn't he? So they've got the players there certainly. So. No, I can uh, I can see see that one coming off absolutely, and you've got the stats to back it up. So uh, it's it's quite it's quite interesting that both of us are swerving what team to win or <laughs> whatever it is. You're, you're you're going for the cards, and I'm going for both teams to score. But both teams yeah. are a wee bit unpredictable to say the least, aren't they? Yeah, you, you'd think looking at the stats with like I said, Willa, Willa? <laughs> Villa winning two of the last ten, and and Everton being up, you know, eighth and, and close, you'd think there would be odds on maybe one point eight something like that, potentially like say one point nine. But just again, odds against was a little bit of a surprise, and that did nearly tempt me in. But I do feel it potentially could be a trap, and and a, a one one something like that definitely wouldn't surprise me, given so their record's not great at home. And you're right in saying Villa are good for a goal, um, and also let him in. So uh, yeah, I think you 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 you're on the money there. And I think I, I think mate, I'm going to put it on record now. I think we're both going to win there. Yeah, we're both going to land the money there for sure. Yeah. Confidence. <laughs> good stuff. Well, I like it. Two games previewed there. We're on the same hymn sheet for Man United versus Liverpool, and we we, we like what we've done for the uh, for the Everton Villa game. So good stuff. And it was took all my might to avoid picking the obvious game for me this weekend. So uh, there we go, come up with the other one. But um, mate, so there we are. Thanks for that. Um, as you know, I'm always a fan of this part of the podcast, keen to find out what you've been able to dig out for us. And um, normally up in Scotland, and I believe you, you're up there again. So um, the time has come. What have you got for your best bets of the weekend? Yeah, I've got three bets, right? The, um, the first one is a strong... A strong fancy of mine this week um, for the nap. Um, Dunfermline Athletic are safely in the championship playoffs. Um, if they win this game, they've got a chance of finishing third in the league if Dundee were to slip up at Dumfries against Queen of the South. Dunfermline are basically their away to Aloe Athletic. Um, the Wasps, they've already, already been relegated. They're bottom of the league. And it's Peter Grant's last match in charge. He's going to be departing after this game, as we've previously discussed. Yeah. Um, the eye-catching thing here, right, is, you know, Aloha not only have got the, the worst uh, defensive record in the league, but they're miles behind the rest. They've conceded a whopping 60 goals in their 26 league matches to date. Um, they've only, in their 26 league games, they've only had one clean sheet all season. And... Yeah. The last 16 consecutive games, they were always good for both teams to score, but the last 16 consecutive games now, um, they're without a shutout in the league. So, Dunfermline, you know, look a banker definitely scoring the game. Um, yeah. And nine out of 11 of their most recent games, Salwa, 
Um, they've conceded two or more goals. So they're leaking a couple of goals in most games, nine out of 11 recently. Um, Dunfermline have had a nice little run of form. Um, they're unbeaten in five games now, you know, so they're hitting a nice wee run of form, getting ready for the playoffs. Um, the last two games they've won, four, uh, sorry, 3-1 against Queen's South and 4-3 against Arbroath. Two good performances against two teams that are, are no mugs, that are two teams that are better than Aloha. So... Hmm. Um, my bet here is over 1.5 for Dunfermline basically to score two goals in a match. Um, yeah. I got a little nibble on it in the last couple of days at 9 to 10. The prices came in a little bit now to you can still get um, 10 to 11. You can get there. It might have just went into 5 to 6 before we've recorded this, but if you just go on the odds checker there, most of the bookmakers are pricing it up and get the best price you can. But I think before I came on it, it just went 10 to 11 into 5 to 6. Um yeah. Dunfermline look good to go on the score sheet. They've got three front men, right? To Kevin O'Hara, Declan McManus, and Craig Whiten. Those, the two wins recently have coincided with Stevie Crawford and Dunfermline manager playing the three of them. So it's almost like three men up top, a three-pronged attack. Yeah. Um, these three guys now have hit basically about a dozen goals now. League and Cup goals, the three of them have got 11 or 12 goals each. So they're going to have too much for Aloha, I think. It's a goal that should have games in it. I don't rule out Aloha. Been able to bag a goal in as well. They've got a good young front man in this Cameron who's who's popped up a couple of times this season. But uh, Dunfermline have got as long as Stevie Crawford doesn't mess up with the, the team lineup too much, because I watched an interview with him and whilst they might freshen up a few players, I still think he wants to have momentum going into the playoffs. So he's still going to be going for the win and he's still going to have a strong team. And Allo are down on the luck and I don't see them really getting a result in this. So Hopefully, Dunvermin can be a good strong nap for us this week. Yeah, I like the sound of that, mate. Looking through those stats here, what you talked about, drawing comparisons with that three up top that you mentioned last week with Hibernian. You said a similar scenario that seemed like they put the put the, all three effectively strikers or forward players up front and it's bearing fruit as far as scores and goals are concerned. And also, um, Dunfermline have scored six in their last two against Alloa this season, haven't they? Home and away, it was... Um, They've scored. They've scored four and two. So would obviously would have landed both those um, or the bet in both those games. So uh, exactly. happy days on that. I was just trying to find out the latest odds, but you're roundabout. I've just seen this roundabout anything from one point eight three to one point nine one, depending on where you can get. So um, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're 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 on the money with that. So absolutely fantastic. Good stuff. And it's a strong, it's a strong fancy this week, right? Here, but um, as long as Stevie Crawford doesn't mess with his team lineup too much, <laughs> but you would think if he does bring two or three players in, they'll be wanting to fight for places for for the playoff games coming up. So um, yeah, it'll be all good. The guys will be trying to get a shot for these big games coming up. So um, you would think yeah. it'd be all systems go for them for and in this one. Yeah, and that kicks off Friday. It's a Friday night game, isn't it? Friday kickoffs. Yeah. Um, my next two bets are similar than the championship as well, right? Um, so it's Friday evening kickoffs for anybody following yeah. these wagers. Um, the next one is an anytime goal scorer bet. It's in the Arbroath match against Morton. Um, Jack Hamilton, he's scored in four out of four recently for Arbroath. His last four matches, he's actually just about hitting 20 goals for the season. He's an on loan player for the Premiership team, Livingston. Um, he bagged quite a few goals in the first period of this uh, season, playing for East Fife in League One. And in the second half of the campaign, he's um, scored quite a few goals for Arbroath. I think he also scored a goal for Livingston in, in the middle there somewhere when he went back to his parent club. But basically, he's touching 20 goals for the season. He's in good form. He's scored in all four of his last matches. Um, with eBay, you're getting 21 to 10 for him to score any time. That price is way out of step, way out of line with the other bookmakers. Um, a lot of them is a lot shorter than that. So, Jack Hamilton, good young player, good young striker. Um, he's been getting the 90 minutes recently for Arbroath. It's a crucial match against Morton, who are kind of rivaling them to try and escape the playoff position with the United to be in a playoff with a, for the League One uh, promotion relegation. So, to stay in the championship, basically, our both will be wanting to win this match. And Jack Hamilton's in a good run of form. He's been a great run of form all season. He's come up trumps, uh, certainly for me, a few times this season, a few followers. So okay, that's mate, nice I'm going I'm to cancel that off. V-bet, can't take a V-bet. However, the good news, 
3.10 with bet 365. Jack Hamilton to oh, score any time. They, they must have just placed up, brilliant. Yeah, I, yeah, so, I just, yeah. just went on there. I, I, I noticed them. They weren't, it's not on odds checker. Go direct to bet 365. I saw it was missing, and there it is 3.10. Get on. That's going to crash, isn't it? Only one wee negative, slight worry about. But I don't have, I don't have any worry in the player or the price. I think we've got the value of the price. The players informed. The only wee doubt is, I think our growth as the game progresses, a draw might be sufficient <laughs> against Morton to, 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 you know, to mean that they're not in the playoff to go down because they're United. They've got a tough game up at Inverness, so just watch the other results there. But certainly, if our growth are going for the win here, Jack Hamilton's good value to score any time. Yeah, let's hope he gets gets to work quick, gets an early goal, and then then it won't matter what's going on elsewhere. So uh, get get your job done. <laughs> exactly, so, brilliant, mate. That sounds a great prize, doesn't it? So, uh, and and so yeah, the other bit I've got uh, right here is is quite similar. Um, it's the legend that is Stephen Dobby for Queen of the South. <laughs> it's his final game as a player tomorrow evening. Queen right. of the South are at home to Dundee. It should be a good game, this. You know, there's certainly goals with both these teams whenever they play, whatever game they play in. So you would expect both teams to, to net in this game. Stephen Dobie's gave an interview in the last couple of days. It's basically, he's hanging up the boots. He's had a long, illustrious career. He's been down south with Blackpool and other clubs. Yeah. He's scored whenever he's gone. Been a fantastic player. Um, I even had a little dabble a few seasons ago at 60-61 and he dead heated with Jason Cummins to be top scorer when he returned to the Championship of Queen of South. So he's been a great player to follow over the seasons. Yeah. This is his last game. He's on record. He's interviewed last couple of days saying he would love to go out with a goal. Um, no doubt he'll be on the penalty kicks. He's hundred. He's 10-3 to score any time with Skybet or Betfred. Um, he's a lot shorter, a, a bit shorter with some of the other bookmakers. So you can see Queen of South getting on the score sheet. Hopefully if they get a penalty, Stephen Dobie will step up there and... Uh, finish his career on a real high but I just think for a guy that's always been great for goals I think that's quite a nice prize especially all his teammates will be trying to get him a goal to finish I'm not, I'm not sure if they'll win the game because Dundee have got a lot of stake pushing into the playoffs but Queen of South the pressure will be off the shackles will be off and I'm sure all his teammates will be wanting him to go out in a high so they'll be trying to assist him where possible yeah, absolutely right, mate. And that's that's a big that's a big price. Yeah, four point three three for him. And you're right to say the script is written. So um, let's hope it um, let's hope it, it follows follows the path. But lovely, nice price. Yeah, so a couple of nicer prices this week. We usually kind of have a few shorter ones, but I just thought we'll try and get a couple of nicer prices, just taking a wee bit of value. And I think the two guys, we've been really good goal scorers. One of them, both at either end of their careers, Jack Carmel starting out and Stephen Dobie finishing up. So a couple of nice prices here to give you a wee run for your money. In any, You have no pressure to score first as long as they bag a goal at any yeah. point in the 90 minutes. Absolutely right. Yeah, no, great stuff, mate. Thanks for those three. I like them, and uh, yeah, we've, we've got some. See, yeah, you're right in saying we've got some very nice prices. Good stuff. Cool. Right, so let's move on to my bet of the weekend. And, and sorry, Jerry, I just can't help myself here. Um, it wasn't set up. I, I didn't plan this at all. It's back to Sheffield United. What can I say? I, I, I didn't. I didn't want to go there. I didn't pick it as my game of the weekend. And then the price today just stared out. I mean, I just had to play it. I did look at other games. I wanted to show that I don't just go on the Sheffield United game, pick the bet, and that's it, me done. Um, there are other games I like. Salford at Colchester United to win. Cards at Forest Green. Goals at Kings Lynn. There's three that I like a lot. But I have to come back to Sheffield United. Now, we know the stats, but I will run through them again for the, anyone listening for the first time. As far as picking up the most booking points, so in other words, realistically getting more cards than opponents when they're playing away, just to run through these stats again, 15 of their 16 away games this season, Sheffield United have picked up more booking points than the home side. Only Man United drew 1-1 with him on the booking points when they played at Old Trafford. 24 of 33 overall, so 73% of their games at any venue this season have seen them pick up more booking points than their opponent. They've picked up more in all of the last six on the road. And the reverse fixture was four cards to Sheffield United and zero cards to Spurs. So they're obviously playing um, at Spurs this weekend. Looking briefly at Spurs, not that it really matters <laughs> as far as Sheffield United are concerned this season, but Spurs have um, picked up more booking points in only two of their last 10 at home. 
one of the last five at home. It's just the same kind of stats. And in only seven of 33 overall this season, it's the second lowest in the whole of the EPL. Uh, now, the ref's not the best for cards. It's uh, Andre Mariner, so he isn't an overly card-happy referee. But, of course, for this bet, he doesn't need to be. Um, saying that, as you said, he averages 26.14 across the season, 55 yellows, one red in 22 games. So he is not prolific in any, by any stretch of the imagination. But saying that, I mentioned it a moment ago, four cards in the reverse fixture at Bramall Lane. He was the referee that day. So that was the last time he refereed Sheffield United and showed on four yellow cards to zero for Spurs. So nice form line on that. Um, and as we've said, Sheffield United ranked number one in the league for poor discipline. 63 yellow cards, three red cards from their uh, 33 games so far this season. Spurs are actually quite high up. They're ninth, which is a bit of a surprise given that they don't get more booking points. As you said, I've like already touched on that. But they do pick up cards, but it tends to be the case that their opponents pick up more. So they've had 46 yellows and two reds, so 20 cards less than Sheffield United. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's all the stats are weighted in, in our favour for this one. So back to my old favourite, most booking points, Sheffield United, it's 1.83. And you can play that with either Sky or William Hill have both got them at the same price. Not quite as good as, uh, as, as the, the even money that we got last week, but 1.83 is my benchmark, really. I don't like to go any lower than that. 1.8 is my benchmark, four to five. So 1.83 yeah. covers into that. I'm prepared to back back that, especially given the uh, the record that Sheffield United had. And, and while they continue to <laughs> come good, then I'll, I'll continue to stick with them. And I, and I couldn't overlook them as my bet at the weekend this weekend, despite having two or three other quite strong fancies. But um, that's the one that I've, I've plumped for. What, what I like you've done there, right, is um, I prefer that you've gone for Sheffield United to more booking points rather than Sheffield United to, say, have a couple of cards because yeah. Andre Manor, as you say, isn't really card-tappy. So, you you know, it might be a 1-0 to Sheffield United on cards, you know, and your, your bet's landed on it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know what they did to get four yellow cards in the in the reverse fixture. It must have been quite serious. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we, we had a very bad morning. But uh, yeah, that's quite unlike him, isn't it? As you said, his average is, is two and a half, really, um, a game. So um, as I said, one's enough. As long as um, Sheffield United get it, then uh, we'll take that. Um, and that's, yeah, that's why I've, I've gone down that route. If, uh, if it had been a bit more of a, a better referee, a more card-happy referee, I'd have probably looked at the 20-plus booking points or, or, or more. But uh, I said the stats are stronger on the on the most booking points as well, and uh, and the referee backs it up. So, yeah, happy to take that. And uh, half-decent odds across five of those two firms. Happy days. There must have been a break-in in the reverse fixture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, someone forgot to put the sugar in his coffee in the morning or something <laughs> like that, but he won't have any, that's for sure. All yellow. That's it. And there we go. But um, Cool. Right, so they're our best bets of the weekend. So we'll get back on form with those. Um, and we'll move on for our final section of the podcast, which is the weekend long shots. Now, I've got a, I've got a bone to pick with you, Jerry, yep. last weekend. Yep. Go for you fifty thousand pounds. Effectively, you promised me and 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 the listeners. <laughs> what well, I'd put, I'd put <laughs> holidays. I'd put deposits <laughs> down on new houses, cars. I was living, do, the, do, living do, the dream. Do, do you know something, Ray? After half an hour, I was. <laughs> I thought this is this is looking good. This, you know, there, there was a rake of nil nils. There was about four nil nils in League Two in Scotland. I thought this yeah. is looking lovely. This, you know, yeah. but uh, then it all went belly up after that, didn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It said, "Give us a run for money and a bet that it's five hundred or whatever would it end up at about seven hundred and fifty thousand to one, wouldn't it? Um, so, I think a bet like that, then you just need a run for your money to give you a little bit of a little bit of butterflies in your stomach, thinking, "Hey, on, this could this could come yes, in." Yeah. I think the issue with that one, right, if it came in and had a lot of people had followed us in with it, you know, I think the issue might have been the some of the bookies' maximum payouts, you know. <laughs> that would have been that would have been the the fact, yeah, absolutely. And but say so it would have been a perfect Monday night because your boys obviously did the business with the with the draw. You were oh, the, the right, last, last runners, weren't they? So that's right, I, I forgot to count that. I forgot to count that one. And you make the bet look a wee bit healthy. <laughs> you know? How many ended in draws? It may have been about four, right? Four, we, we I think, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, you I said a handful, didn't you? So. 
you weren't far out. On, you on, far on out. another Saturday, on, on another midweek, even that can come up that bit. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, definitely. I was worth a little bit of loose change on then, save a good bit of fun. So that's that was last week. What, what have you? What have you? How do you top that? What have you got for us this week? Do I need my right, pen and can... paper again? No, it's not. You don't need a big. You don't need a pen of paper. You don't need this big sheet of paper for this one. But I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you the bet, and then I'll, then I'll ask you a question about Ooh. the bet, and you need to answer it. That's um, my trick. We all about. Come, we're going that. to. We're, we're, we're going to Stoke City. Oh right, okay, England. We're, we're going to Stoke City versus QPR. Very the good. bet we're going for. You'll get it. Find it on a bet builder. Um, we're going for. Zero cards, so basically under 0 0.5 cards, and we're <laughs> going for under 0 0.4, 0 0.5 goals. So we're going for no cards, basically, and no goals, no cards for either team, no goals for uh, no cards or no goals for either team. Yes, that's the bet. Um, it's probably priced up in various bet builders. The one I saw today was 100 to 1 with William Hill. If it appears on bet 365, I know they didn't have the card side of that mark, the market built up for that yet. Or you might find it in bet, Victor. You might, you'll probably get better than 100 to 1 with some of the rival bookmakers. So you check out yeah. the price for that. So that's the bet, righty. The question I'm going to ask you is who's, who's refereeing? Okay. Who is refereeing? Now, this bet, to my knowledge, has got an official title. And you've used it on a previous <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so luckily, I have listened uh, as well as talked. And you referred to it as the Martin Atkinson bet. And Martin Atkinson hasn't done a championship game in almost four years, three and a half oh. years. September 2017 was his last championship match. Wow. So... Um, Stoke, I think Stoke's only had one yellow card in the last couple of games. So, and the last time the two teams played this season, what was the score rate? Oh, now you're asking a question. Uh, I'm going to go nil nil based on the bet that you said. Well done, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and Stoke, Excellent. Stoke for Stoke for the sins have had eight of them, eight, eight stalemates this year, eight nil nils, and they're forty four oh. league games to date. So Stoke are pretty much good for a nil nil. So. Um, that, that side of the bet, you know, could be a runner. So you just need Mr. Actinson dipping into the championship to do what he tries to do, <laughs> keep the cards in the pockets, and we just yeah. need the, the players to behave ourselves. So it's a little fiver for loose change type of bet if you can get bigger than 100 to 1, but it's certainly out there 100 to 1 or bigger. Yeah, I did just check on Bet365 and they still haven't got the cards up yet. So um, obviously yeah. we've got a little bit of time for this one. Um, yeah. Not kicking off until Saturday. So uh, worth a, a, a wait on that one and see what happens. The odds aren't going to change too much. Um, and yeah, yeah, um, Atkinson, yeah, absolutely. So that long since you refereed in the championship. Um, do you know the he game? Tries to keep, he tries to keep his cards in his pockets for as long as possible. So you're just hoping that there's no dodgy tackles in the first <laughs> half and then the bet could be a real runner, you know? Absolutely. Well, both sides are on the beach. Um, nothing yep. to play for in the championship so it's the makings of one of those games if the sun is shining uh, it's in Stoke though so it's unlikely um, and uh, yeah there's what a great pick out mate yeah absolutely great pick out and that's his Stoke. first game back from he, did he not injure himself um, ah, he's not again he's not again for about four weeks because I've been kind of tracking him so when I, I looked him up <laughs> yesterday says, I'm saying to myself where's Mr Acton in the, the Premier League this weekend and then I'm like oof He's in the championship. Maybe he's just asked for a game like that just to steady himself back in, you know. But yeah, he's, so I think he's, he's 52 he's, now. I, I don't wonder if this is his last season there, right? It could be. It could be. He's 52, yeah. so you would think he's ready to pack up soon, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I just looked at his last couple of games. He, he gave four yellow cards in his last game, which was Man United versus West Ham. But the two before that were, were blanks. And exactly. as you said, yeah. it's the one that dubbed the bet, the Martin Atkinson bet, West Brom nil, Newcastle nil. And before that, the, the Liverpool nil, Chelsea won, uh, where he, where it was uh, Mason Mount ruined it, didn't he? Just before half time. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no there's no doubt in my mind, right? He goes out there with intention, let's try and no show a card today, if he can get away yeah. with it. But obviously, if there's a real bad challenge, he's got to bring the yellow out. But if there's a cafe one that, a Stuart Atwell or somebody would, would definitely yellow. Atkinson doesn't always bring the card no. out, so you can get away with a few dubious ones with Atkinson, you know. 
Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Uh, love that bat. Obviously, we've talked about it before. It's landed very, very recently as far as certainly his games are concerned. Both sides on the beach. Um, goals, yeah. As I say, Stoke have uh, had a few nil-nil. So, uh, absolutely, mate. Uh, 101 plus. Happy days. We'll take that. So, keep our eyes on the markets, everyone. Um, but 101 effectively is your minimum there. And, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're good to go. Fingers crossed with that. Absolutely right. So, okay, well, I took a little bit of a leaf out of your book for my long shot. I've gone a little bit mad with mine. So I'm, I'm actually playing a, a, a patent. So three selections, singles, doubles, and a treble. Um, and I've gone for goal scorers this week. So yep. I'm going to see if I can pick out some defenders to score some goals. Um, like I said, we're running towards the end of the season. So we want to try and uh, find a, a bit of a monster win, a little bit of fun, a little bit of loose change and, uh, and pick up a win. So the odds on the treble pays 13,260 to one. So that's that's what we're going for. Um, but obviously we can break it down and, and you're looking at 14 bets in total. So work that round your budget and don't go mad. As we talked about before, gamble responsibly, etc., etc. So first up, I've gone for Brighton versus Leeds, and you can guess which defender I've gone for here, can't you, Jerry? It's Lewis Dunk, isn't it? It is Lewis Dunk. Uh, as has been well documented, Leeds have conceded the most goals from set pieces. Maguire had a couple of decent chances last weekend. Um, we touched on that with his shots on target. He didn't get him on target, but one was a very, very good chance. Um, did dunk four goals for the season, 29 shots, 13 on target. Odds with bet 365 of 25 to 1 to score first. Nice. So, yeah, so possibly a tight game. Brighton, yeah, been one of them teams this season that have, uh, have struggled. We've documented that before as well. Um, set piece, possibly get one in there against Leeds and um, get dunk on the end of it. Bosh, we'll have that. So that's the first one. Second one is Chelsea at home to Fulham. And this is a bit of a chance because who's going to be playing at the back for Chelsea? We're not quite sure. But obviously the great thing with Bet365, tick the void if it doesn't start box and we don't lose anything. So I've took a punt on Kurt Zuma in this one. Um, he's the top scoring defender in the league. Uh, five in 20 games he scored. Um so taking a chance, he's going to start. It's a game that you'd expect Chelsea are going to dominate, but possibly close. They're not really putting sides to the sword. We've documented that in the past as well. Um, he's had 23 shots in, in 1,800 minutes of football this season, um, Zuma, uh, or in the, in the Premier League anyway, which is a shot every 78 minutes. So on that basis, he should have a chance. <laughs> if he starts, he should get a chance. And uh, I think he probably will start, given he didn't start in uh, against Madrid and obviously they've got them again coming up in the week so um, if there's a bit of rotation to be had I'd suggest that possibly he might get a chance in in the in the back line so um, he's 14 to 1 uh, to score first like I said we're playing these each way so um, put him in tick the box if he doesn't start then we'll, we'll, obviously he'll come out of that and nothing's lost but um, that's the second choice the final choice going back to uh, oh, Harry Maguire um, in the Liverpool game, which we've talked about already, we should be tight. There's a possibility that a set piece could, could decide it. Liverpool still not convincing me as far as defensively is concerned, you know, set centrally. So obviously missing um, Van Dijk. Could Harry Maguire be the, be the man to pop up with a, with a goal? I think he possibly could be. I think he's a very big price. We've already mentioned, like I said, he had a couple of big chances against Leeds at the weekend and didn't get them on target and didn't score. Um, but as we said last week, he has the second highest headed shots total in the league, uh, not just for defenders, but only behind Bamford as, as far as shots as, uh, with his or headers are concerned. He's had 35 in total this season, 10 on target. It's 33 to 1 to score first. Um, which I just think is is a, is a big price. Obviously, there's a lot of forward talent in both sides, but again, we've documented that it's, it's a potentially likely to be a tight affair. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if, say, a corner or a free kick swung in, and it's a it's a it's a goal from from that source. But them are three selections: Dunk at 25 to one, Zuma at 14 to one, Maguire at 33 to one, and each way patent 14 bets. Um, if the treble lands. 
then it's 13,260 to one. So that is my long shot bet for the weekend. Maguire's certainly a, a big price here at 33s, isn't he? I remember he you touched on you touched on Virgil van Dijk. I remember when he was up here in Scotland with Celtic. He started <laughs> off at 33s, then it was 28s, <laughs> 25s. And then by the time he went down to Southampton, all that, I think that once he starts scoring England, the, the bookies soon realised he'd cut the price quickly, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely right. It's, um, I, I remember I backed him the last season or in the Premier League we had the opening game. It was on a Friday night and Van Dyke was six to one to score any time. And <laughs> given I knew how poor we were at defending set pieces, that yeah. just screamed out at me. And uh, sure enough, yeah. corner, early corner comes in. He's got a run on Jamal Lewis, who's about five foot ten and uh, smashed it in uh, effectively an unmarked header. And uh, that was that. So, yeah. Bit of sweet symphony oh. for me. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> right. There we go. So, yeah, there we go. So, again, a bit of fun. Uh, they've got chances. Dunk, we've talked about before, haven't we? I think he's a big price against Leeds. I know he's bet 365, that price is with, and he's, um, he's, I think he's like 15 to 1 elsewhere. He's a lot, lot uh, longer with bet 365 than he is with, um, most of the mar other market, um, other, other yeah, it's a good makers. place to do, yeah. I don't know, you, you like a little bit of Lewis Dunk, don't you? you talk about yeah, it a bit definitely. <laughs> he's, he's always a player, he's always one of the players I like to back when you're, you're going for these type of bets. Yeah, yeah, 14 to 1 across the board. He's 20 to 1 with Paddy Power Bet, bet Fair and 25 to 1 with Bet 365. So, um, yeah, that's kind of what started the um, the idea, I'll be honest, of this week's long shots. So, and there we I go, think, all think, good. Oh. I think we're bright and sort of lacking goals from other areas. That means you're, you're kind of price on dunks even more kind of value because yeah. you, you know you know the, the strikers aren't really take, taking the chances, so it gives them a chance to be open, open and scoring, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely right. And I think they, they create so many chances. They go forward so much. They have so much of the ball, shots that they are they do actually get quite a lot of corners. They get a lot of free kicks in those areas because they're, they're dominating the For ball sure. and attacking yeah. areas so much that... Um, that yeah, that he will get chances, and and against the lead side that that uh, as I say is well documented that they've conceded the most goals from set pieces. Twenty five to one just seems a a very very big price. <laughs> Definitely, so, seems good. Yeah, good stuff. Cool. I just then saw that Basuma's twenty eight to one. If you get one on target, you'd have a chance. But he tends to have four or five shots a game as well. But anyway, well, I digress. Let's move on, mate. That's fantastic. Cracking podcast. I really enjoyed that. So thanks for your time as always, mate. Fantastic analysis and insight. So anything else you wanted to add? No, that's great. Great to all the best to everybody this weekend with your bets. Best of luck. Absolutely, and I echo that. So yeah, good luck with your bets. Enjoy whatever football you catch, and uh, have a great weekend. And We'll hope to uh, win a few bets for you. But until next time, thanks so much for me and Jerry. Catch you later. See ya. Cheers.